Louie. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Where we're going, we don't need Rhodes. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, my, my mouth is feeling a little dry. Maybe yeah, I should hydrate. Just, I don't know what it is. I know. I'm looking over there, Mike. It looks like there could be something. It's like shimmering over there in the distance. It could be, could <laughs> right. be water, but I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I just know that it's it's what, awfully what, hot out lately. What are we going to do, Mike? Mike, how come our, rec- our equipment's still recording even though there's no power source? <laughs> I, well, I, you would not think you'd be able to re- record a podcast while you're in the middle of a desert, but somehow we have uh, we have found a way. <laughs> oh, you go on dust. ahead and help me, Mike. Go on ahead. Follow the map. Follow the there's map. a good chance that some people are very confused right now. They, they did not look at the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me, Mike. You go on. I'll be okay. Okay, I will. So this podcast is now just. Me. I'm okay, Mike. Phil, oh, Phil has perspired oh, in the desert. Oh, Ex- uh, no, not perspired. Expired. Uh, oh, it's okay. You... I, fa- I found I found some water. Oh, there's a actually there's a road just down there, Mike. Oh, good. Yeah, glad to hear it. Turns out you were just a mile away from civilization. Yeah, and the, and the, the secret was in me all along. <laughs> All right, well, Phil, why don't you fill in our very confused listeners as to what we are talking about in today's mini-episode. Yeah, we're going to be doing our top five favorite movie scenes that are set in a desert. Yes, and I I have to say, I do kind of love our inspiration for this list, you know, because we're always like, oh, we're going to do some mini-episodes, let's think of some good top five lists, and your entire rationale was... Hey, it's been really hot lately. Should we do top five scenes set in a desert? Yeah. And I was like, works for me. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes, you know, sometimes genius just strikes like that. <laughs> right, right. Inspiration comes in all all forms and manners. So, yeah. you know, I thought that was hot that outside, was like, desert yeah. hot, do desert episode. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, yes, it has been quite hot lately, uh, both here in the U.S. And, and there in the U.K. We've both been uh, enjoying some really warm weather, and that, that inspired us, or inspired Phil at least, to say, let's do our top five favorite desert scenes. And and when we started to do this list, Phil, I realized a lot of movies have scenes set in the desert. They certainly do. They certainly do. And then I also realized that I had to be very clear about what my criteria for a desert was because I kept watching scenes from movies going, well... There's a lot of trees in that scene. I don't know if I feel I know it's sort of a desert, but it doesn't feel desert-y yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. So I kind of uh, you know, went back and forth a lot because I just had to kind of check everything and be like, eh, does it qualify as a desert? I don't know. What's my desert criteria? <laughs> yeah, because technically, you know, somewhere like Antarctica, that's a desert. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Things like that, because I don't think, yeah. you know, uh, let's let's just get the definition of a de- desert. <laughs> let's let's do that. I have to say, uh, when I woke up this morning, I did not think I would be discussing my desert criteria. That wasn't a phrase that really existed in my lexicon before now, but it does now, so. Okay, let's, let's just see. Da, 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 no, da, da, da. Da, da, da. <laughs> da, da, da. This is riveting, Phil, riveting. Yeah, so it's based, so a desert is a waterless, desolate area of land with little or no vegetation, typically one covered with sand. Mm. 
Now, but does Antarctica qualify then? Because yeah. it does technically have water. It's just all yeah, frozen. but it's but it's frozen. But I suppose there's other places though you'd have like rocky kind of. It's just uh... right. Anyway, yeah, we're not. We're, we're, we're focusing on the, the hot ones. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going definitely going with the hot deserts here. Yeah. So I don't want to go too far into the weeds. Although it can get cold at night, can get very well, cold at night. Let's save that for desert talk, Phil. Yeah. So yeah, so this is our top five favorite desert movies scenes. Uh, Phil, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. My number five is a scene which is set on an alien desert. It's from the film Pitch Black from two thousand, and it's the scene where they've sort of uh, the crew of this crashed spaceship have been looking for what's going on. Uh, one of the guys is a sheriff. He's trying to track down a prisoner escape played by Vin Diesel, who's actually you know pretty good in this one because the whole point is going. Like, works well for the character but it's the scene where they come across the uh well there's, there's loads of good scenes in this film i do like the film but the one where there's the big like alien skeleton and the the sheriff guy sort of looking around and just trying to figure out what's going on and you keep seeing uh riddick which is vin diesel's character sort of just lying there being all cool and evil and going oh what's going to happen and it's just i like the little bit of cat and mouse thing going on as the the, the, the people are trying to find out trying to find water and clues as to where things are going and uh yeah i just i just like the whole set above it the way it's shot the whole alien kind of quality of it but it's also a big steaming stinking hot desert but the sun's in the sky is slowly coming down that's my number five very good i i might have even included that i didn't think about it i was uh, i think i was uh in my brain or whatever i ended up with most of the terrestrial deserts so i uh, i don't know if i have any extraterrestrial deserts in my in my oh, well, I, oh, might I, do. To... I do i oh. do actually never okay. mind okay. i do we'll get to that all right okay uh, very good pick, very good pick. My number five comes from a classic film. Uh, it's a film we've talked about a few times on this show before. I believe you're a bigger fan of it than I am, uh, but I do like it. But this scene is kind of iconic, and it is from Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, yes, it is, yes. It is the scene where Ali rides out of the desert on his horse into Lawrence's view and it starts off with just the desert and then there's a little speck and he gets closer and closer and there's the shimmering and there's you know the whole the whole thing and he just keeps coming and Lawrence doesn't know what to expect and it's it's this sort of classic iconic moment that is I think what a lot of people think about when they think of Lawrence of Arabia um, and I wasn't sure if it was going to make my list or not just because there are a lot of good desert scenes but I, I really kept coming back to this one going do I include it do I not include it it's sort of an important scene but I don't want to put it on the list just because of that yeah, uh, yeah. so finally I just said you know what I'm going to watch this scene again and I watched it again and I was like that's a pretty darn cool scene the way it's shot the way it looks uh, just the whole unknownness of it yes yeah uh, I do enjoy it so so it made my list but it comes in at number five I think that's a good place for it uh, well my number four is a double whammy and it includes that scene from Lawrence of Arabia because, ah, as you good. say it's a classic uh, I like the fact it takes its time and there's not much dialogue and it's just you're just there watching with Lawrence as you see the shimmering figure coming out of the desert uh, but as I say it's, it's a classic it's probably been on lots of people's list for this one, but it's uh, it's worth watching the whole film because there's lots of other good scenes set in the desert. But oh, sure. As, as yeah. a whole, that's amazing. But it's also, it's joint four with a scene from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly where Tuco, played by Eli Wallach, has captured Blondie, which is Clint Eastwood's character, and is forcing him across the desert until Blondie collapses from dehydration. I just like, there's some great scenes. It's, I mean, it's, it's so, Good, The Bad, and The Ugly's got so many great scenes, but this one, it, it's taken... And in a proper sandy desert with the sand dunes and the sun beating down, um, you know, this Clint Eastwood just getting more and more dehydrated, and it's just, uh, it's just, it's really good. And then it ends with that that bit where you, they see the carriage, you know, being just pulled by all the car, uh, by the pulled by the horses, and it's 
it's got uh, dead soldiers inside, so it's all weird, and it sort of gets the the story moving again. But I just I just really like that one, and it's it's again like lots of the scenes that are set in the desert. It takes its time, and there's like people walking slowly and just moving slowly, and it's just it's uh, that's uh, my 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 number four: The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and Lawrence of Arabia. Very good choice. All right, I like it. Okay, my number four is uh, a film. I don't know if we've talked about it on the on the podcast before or not, but I think people are familiar with it. It's called Star Wars. Um, oh yeah, I, which, yeah, I don't know. Have we ever talked about that film? Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. a new one, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I know we talk about Star Wars a lot on this show. What can I say? But uh, so it's from the Tatooine scenes, obviously, which are like the first half of the film. So I wanted to narrow it down a little bit more than that. But uh, uh, this, the, I, I narrowed it down to two scenes basically, and it's specifically the scene with the the shot of the Jawa sand crawler. And the Tuscan Raider attack. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason I picked those for one, I I have always loved the Jawa Sandcrawler, and and honestly, when you look at it, it's kind of like a big milk carton. I mean, it's not the most incredible design for a ship. It's like a big square that's slightly pointy in places, you know. Yeah. But I always loved that as a kid. That shot of it where it just comes like kind of over the bend. It's like this big rolling tank thing. It's it's so cool and just really captured my imagination. You know, it's going right through the middle of the desert and it looks so real. You know, I I just absolutely love that scene, um, and I've always had an affinity for the for the Jawa Sandcrawler. You know, it's just one of those. Even though it's only in the movie for a couple minutes, it's just one of those things that's always stuck in my mind about Star Wars. And then the, the Tusken Raider attack is just really a a scene I have fond memories of. I have a, a long running inside joke about it with with one of my best friends, and it it such a cool scene in the film with the Banthas, which I also always loved, and the whole thing about the Sandcrawl Sand people hiding their tracks and. They go, you know, two by two and all that. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's like a scary moment where Luke turns around. There's the guy over him going, you know, yeah, and then they yeah. have the fight. And then Ben Kenobi comes and scares them off and everything. It's just it's just really cool. Um, and, you know, it's just one of the many, many things I love about the Star Wars universe. So uh, that's my number four. Excellent choice. Yeah, I was thinking Star Wars was on my list for a while. Then I, I took it. I took it off because I kept going. Oh, and there's like lots of Star Wars films. I have the desert scenes in and I couldn't decide which ones because. I kind of like the first time you see Qui-Gon Jinn fighting uh, Darth Maul. I think that's a good scene, even though the film itself wasn't that good. And there's just I went back and forth, and then I went back and forth too many times. I just had to go, well, <laughs> well let's take Star Wars out of the equation. Yeah, I've, I've been there and done that. I hear you. So that's uh, that's that, though. But, okay, my number three is uh, a scene from The Hitcher, yeah. which is from uh, 1986, starring Rutger Hauer and C. Thomas Howell, which follows a, a young lad who's driving a car across the West Texas, Texas desert and decides to stop and give this guy uh, a lift, this hitchhiker. It's Rutger Hauer. What can go wrong? Yeah, right. What could go wrong there? <laughs> yeah. What follows is one of my favorite films. Uh, I really do like this film. Uh, the remake, not so much, but this one I, I really like. Full of so many good scenes. Uh, and it's just, uh, it was hard to pick pick anyone because I like the opening scene where, but it's, it's more like it's raining a lot when he picks him up. Uh, but it's Rutger Hauer all the way through. But it's the scene where there's the diner. They stop off at a diner or an old service station, gas gas station, and uh, with it inside, and he's sort of having a conversation, and you sort of start, it's one of those bits where you suddenly start going, is is Rutger Hauer's character, is he just, is he just a, a, a mad man, you know, just a serial killer, or is there something more to him, it's just this, Rutger Hauer always has that way of doing, well, he, he brings his like, replicant kind of way to his calmness, his stillness to him, and you just start going, what's, what's going on, what's going on, and there's, uh, but then it's uh, police get come along and and Rucker Howard's character, you know, see Thomas Howell's trying to, you know, get get the police to help. But it's just it just all go kicks off and people die and it's just 
Booker Howard's character, you realise could be more than just a man. He could be a force of nature, and it's just it's set more like in this diner, but it's, it's the whole the whole film is set within the desert, and it's all about this empty. It's all about the empty spaces, and about this this one man who basically is just over it all and just all consuming, and he's just this 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 creature, this man who just is just shockingly good, and that's uh, that's my number three. Very cool. You know, I still have never seen the original of The Hitcher, and I need to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I like the remake, actually, even though it didn't do very well. But I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I do need to. I just have never, like, quite just tracked it down, gotten around to it. I don't know, but I'll, I'll get to it one yeah. of these days. So. Oh, well, I look forward to hearing what you think about it. Needless to say, it's, it's not on my list. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> my number three is from just a few years ago, and it is Mad Max Fury Road. Uh and I have written down here pretty much the second half of the movie. Yeah, um, that's it's going to make my list purely because I was going well. That's the whole the whole thing is really good, right? So, <laughs> if, but if I I'm going to be a little more specific and narrow it down, it's to kind of the beginning of the chase where Mad Max is is driving out in his truck, and then the convoy sort of shows up, yeah, like yeah. behind him, and there's all these. There's the guitar player, the flaming guitar player, which I love. And there's all these guys on these like stilt type things almost that are like swinging back and forth, trying to get onto his truck and everything. It's just that sort of the chaos at the beginning when there's all the trucks and cars and vehicles chasing him. And there's just tons and tons of bad guys. And it's just so overwhelming and so foreboding. And then there's just this amazing action sequence that's full of, you know, fights and gunshots and explosions and everything. And then there's a couple of different other action sequences. That's the one that really just stands out in my mind is sort of the beginning when it's like this just complete melee and, you know, it's just chaos and there's so many vehicles. And then you think about the fact that it was all filmed practically, you know, not really with CGI. And there's people doing these crazy stunts and there's, you know, just people flying around everywhere. It's insane. And I love it. So, yeah. so yeah, pretty much second half of the movie, the whole chase part, but that specifically that first kind of part of it where it all goes straight to hell, uh, I love. So that's my number three. Excellent. Uh, I'm glad it made your list, but yeah, good film that, but uh, a good choice. Uh, okay, my number two is from uh, Dune, not the new one that's getting currently getting made because I've not seen it. None of us have, <laughs> but it's uh, from 1984, the David Lynch version, which, as, as the name would suggest, if you're not seen it, it's uh, most of the film is set on a desert <laughs> planet called Arrakis. But the one I'm talking about is when uh, things are all kicking off, people have been murdered, and we have Paul Atreides, played by Cal McLachlan, and his mother, Lady Jessica, played by Francesca Annis. They're sort of, they've made an escape in like a, like a small craft, but they crash in the desert, and off in the distance is a small outcrop of rocks. So you go, if you, if you don't know about the whole set of a dune, you go, well, what's the problem there? Just make sure you get to the rock, you'll be fine. Yes, but the thing is, on Arrakis, there's these things called... You know, the sandworms, which are absolutely massive giant sandworms who are attracted by vibration, no matter how small. And so uh, just even footsteps will do so. It's quite tense. We've seen these creatures in the past eat the, uh, basically come from under the sand and just eat these these uh, huge harvest vehicles. So we know the big, you know, the dangerous. Uh, and so Paul and his mother have got this, this tense time to get across to the safety of the rock. And they've got this thing called a thumper, which will set off other vibrations as a distraction, but I, I love the whole way uh, where it's set up. I think that this particular scene is all done in studio, but it's just done really well. Uh, and as the whole, you go on, oh my God. So the, the desert, the dangers of the desert is not just the heat and the dryness and lack of water. There's also honking great big sandworms underneath, but I just love the whole, it's just the two of them, they haven't got really, the technology is not going to help them much of this against this giant sandworm apart from act as a distraction. And they just got to get there and they do manage to make it and they, they meet up with the, the uh, 
with the Fremen, who are the sand people who live out in the desert, and it just it goes on from there. And I do like Dune, but that's the one particular scene which always stands out for me. Excellent choice. I didn't include it on my list, and I do I do like that scene. I love the sandworms. It just, I don't know, just didn't make it. I don't have a good reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, well, my number two is from a classic Hollywood film from 1959, and it is The Chariot Race from Ben-Hur. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. And even though it takes place inside a coliseum, it is in the desert, and the whole yeah, yeah. track is sand. It's very desert-y. Um, so I, I, I felt like it, it qualified. I mean, the whole movie is basically set in the desert, a desert yeah, kingdom. Yeah. So, um, But, you know, it's obviously another iconic scene. I, I think the Ben-Hur chariot race, I think the Ben-Hur chariot race is one of the most famous scenes in, you know, cinematic history. Um, and, you know, I watched it again for this list to make sure that I thought it deserved a place on this list. And what really stands out for me is what an incredible scene it is, especially for when it was made. You know, yeah. uh, you know, if they did that scene nowadays, which they did a couple of years ago in the Ben-Hur remake, um, you know, it'd be very CGI heavy, which it was. This one was done with real people and real horses and real chariots on a giant stage and it's utterly fantastic and there's people flying around and there's horses getting all close and racing and there's chariots that are you know trying to destroy each other and everything and while obviously some of it was filmed you know with different there's various shots and close-ups i'm sure some of it was done you know in much more controlled circumstances there are definitely a lot of scenes where charlton heston is riding on a chariot strapped to four horses going really really fast and that's not something you see as much nowadays so yeah, I just, yeah yeah it's so impressive for how good it looks and how action-packed it is and what it looks like and how they achieved it considering it was made before any kind of computer you know enhancements were out there and how it had to be all done physically uh, it's it's really impressive and it's an exciting scene. I mean, it really it, it's really visceral. Uh, so that that had to be my number two. Uh, an excellent choice. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Yeah, it is all in the desert. So well, and when I watched it again, I made sure I was like, yeah, I yeah. want to make sure. But it's all sand as far as the eye can see. So oh, excellent. Okay, very good. Okay, well, my number one is from a film uh, back in 1958. I've mentioned it, I think, in other episodes and in part. I can't remember why, but it's uh, it's Ice Cold and Alex. What is it? Uh, it's called Ice Cold and Alex. It's a British film starring John Mills and Sylvia Sims and Anthony Quayle. It's set during World War II in the Western Desert Campaign. And it's it's about a group of people who are trying to get from uh, one place to another. Uh, but they have to go to use this drive, this old ambulance through the desert. Because they're trying to get to the, the, the safety of the British lines in Alexandria, Egypt. So they're going through enemy territory uh, uh, through the desert. So the main problem, the main thing they've got to face for survival is the desert itself. But it's these group of British soldiers and uh, a guy they pick up along the way who may or may not be. He's from the Africa Corps. He's from the Africa Corps, but uh, he may or may not be, be a German spy. So that's another bit of entry going on. But the scene in particular is near, I think it's near the end where they're sort of going through the desert. There's a huge sand dune and they need to get up and over it. But they realise that the it's the it's they'll have to go around many miles and I don't think there's enough fuel left for them to do that. So they have to go up this, this sand dune. But the, the ambulance doesn't have the power to do it. So what they have to do is mess around with the engine a little bit. And then, like some old vehicles used to have, it's, there's a starting handle. And this one, this you had to wind it, you know, to get the uh, the vehicle to start. And this ambulance has one. So basically, they're using the starting handle. Uh, as they turn the handle and, and do something with the engine, it means every time you turn the handle, the the uh, the, the vehicle will move uh, tiny, like if, like an inch or two. So it's basically these people in the heat of the desert winding this handle to get this big ambulance up a sand dune. And there's bits where it comes back down again because the sand's coming and you realise there could be Germans on the way. But it's this, it's this fight for survival 
and the, just the heat and the way it's all done. It's all black and white. It's all done brilliantly, but they're just winding this, this winding this handle to try and get a, a, you know, I don't know, maybe like a vehicle which weighs a ton up this sand dune, and it's just it's tense, it's dramatic, and it's just people winding a handle. It's hmm. amazing. But I can see. Go ahead. Go well, I can see how that would stick with you. I haven't seen the movie, obviously, but like just describing it, I was getting caught up in it, going like, oh, yeah, like it's, getting it's a, tense. Like, I can see how that's a scene that would really stick out in your memory because it's so unique. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, it's 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 a brilliant film. I highly recommend it. It's uh, yeah, I'm gonna track I, it that down. recently got a that got a Blu-ray re-release that came out. I know they're over here, but it's uh, it is it's a classic movie, classic war movie, uh, and it's it's great. It's also it also when you get to it because the it's called Ice Cold and Alex because you want to get to Alexandria and the. the uh, for safety, but also do you want a nice cold beer? And so, <laughs> very cool. So it's 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 great. It's it's worth checking out. But that's my number one. A very good pick. Well, obviously that's not my number one since I just said I haven't seen the movie. But my number one is from a, a slightly more recent film. It's from 1989, and it is from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it is the tank chase scene through the desert. Oh, good choice. I, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I you know I really I, I you know. I, I really had to think about it because Indiana Jones movies all had parts that, that could have worked, and I love all the movies. And I, Originally, I thought about the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark scene where they're digging for the Well of Souls. And yeah, that, see that, that almost made my list. With the well. giant sun behind them, right? Yeah. The silhouettes. And I love oh, that. But it's a, it's a short scene, and it didn't, you know, it looks great, but it doesn't have a lot of, you know, weight to it. But um, when I got thinking about it, I realized, well, Last Crusade is my favorite of the Indiana Jones films. It always has been. Um, and I love this tank scene chase scene where it's basically Harrison Ford on a horse taking out a, 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 you know a tank and the surrounding jeeps uh, yeah. you know by himself effectively um, you know so it's got some really amazing and and dramatic like fight choreography and and you know leaping from horses to tanks and he's got him using his whip and the whole fight scene is really good and then you've got you know his dad inside the tank and there's some humor in there and then of course it all goes off the cliff and you you think Indy died, although really who thinks Indy died? But it's got that great bit where they're like all of them looking for him, you know, and he crawls up and then his hat blows in. Like it's just such a perfect scene. It encapsulates everything I love about the Indiana Jones movies. It's adventure and it's action and it's fighting Nazis and it's the humor and everything. Like so yeah, it's just it's such a great centerpiece of that movie. I, I really love it. And um yeah, that's my number one. Fantastic. That's an excellent choice, yeah. Some really good action scenes there and some great desert scenes. So uh, a fun little list to put together. Yeah, it was lots of fun. And, you know, it made, it's made me hot, so I need to go get some more water. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go get a drink now. I'm, I'm quite parched. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's our top five uh, favorite scenes that take place in the desert. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you're sitting in the hot sun somewhere uh, thinking, it's, oh, it's so hot. Maybe I'll go watch a movie about a desert. I don't know what sense that makes. It seems like you'd want to watch something cold. But, uh, you know. Uh, some good movies to check out so uh, that's our list and that is our episode so we'll sign off for now as always we thank you greatly for listening I'm Mike Spring and I'm Phil Edwards and we'll see you next week after the ending well, let's let's save that for desert talk Phil desert talk yeah we've got so many new podcasts coming up new, new podcast idea <laughs> cracking deserts been reading about this amazing new desert it's just been discovered yeah. <laughs> that's right I was reading a Desert Weekly, uh, and they were saying that the, the new desert in uh, Cairo that's been discovered is really quite spectacular. The sand has, I guess, a really fine quality to it that you don't find in most deserts. Well, it's funny. I was reading in another similar magazine all about the new desert, which uh, involved ice cream, cream, nuts, and sponge, and things like that. But then I realized it was dessert monthly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. Uh, Yes, 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 you are. Try the fish. I have two 
uh, particularly good desert jokes to share with you okay, today. Okay, go on up. All right, so what Christmas carol is sung in the desert? I uh, don't know. O camel ye faithful. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh. Wow. I, like I, I feel like I, know. I can feel the blood vessels in my brain just popping. <laughs> That's just because of the heat. That's just because of the heat. That's what it is. Not because yeah, of my yeah. terrible jokes. Yeah. Damn. All right. And th- now this one I do like. I like that one, too. But <laughs> maybe I think you'll like this one. What did the explorer say when he found water in three different places in the desert? Well, well, well. Yes, that's it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Had you heard that before or did you just figure it out? No, I figured it out. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one, right? Yeah, well, no, well, I like well, that one. Well, 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 I, I, I do oh, like that one because I got it. Yes, so yeah. Yeah, well, it's always it's always fun when you figure them out yourself. So. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> there you go. A couple of desert jokes to share with the kids or other adults yeah. who have a terrible sense of humor like me. And who, who doesn't love a desert joke? It's the staple right. of every comedian's routine. And listen, any comedian, any comedian that doesn't have a desert joke in his routine or at least in his repertoire... Yeah. He's no comedian to me. You need to hear the desert joke. That's where the bar's set. That's right. Exactly. And our bar's set very low. <laughs>